Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM welcoming you to episode 14 of What the Dice. So before I get started on today's episode, I want to all remind everyone about two things. Whatthedice.weebly.com and whatthedice underscore podcast at Patreon. Both of those are ways for you to connect with us and see what's going on. Patreon, we do exclusive maps as well as access to our character sheets and much more. Our website lets you take a look at who we are and gives you a breakdown of our episode lists. So, check those out and we hope to hear from you. So, we're going to go ahead and get started. Looking out across the ocean, we see the pale moon slowly crawl into the sky. The campfire warms our skin as we wait for the storyteller. A glint of light catches our eye. Looking over, the storyteller's book has been left open. In silver writing, on a dull page is the word freedom. As we lean forward to look closer, the storyteller's voice echoes from behind us. Ah, me friends, trying to sneak a peek at tonight's tale, are we? Well, sit back, sit back. Let me tell you what happened next? Last we heard, our adventuring party had spoken to the priestess, her scholars, and Sir Reginald the Thirteenth, a windbag with a heart of gold. But they have now returned to the cursed swamp, charged with not only finding the strange skull, but finding a way to remove the curse from the swamp itself. Well, let's hope our adventuring party is up for such a large task. You had just entered the cursed swamp again, and you have returned to where you see the stump, the torch, and the beginning of the uh, cursed swamp itself. So staring at the stump, the stump and the torch stomp. in front of you, you see the strange sign and the strange mist clings to the trees. May I get a perception check from everyone? Pulling out my dice. Ooh. I rolled a 17. Defibulous is just staring at the tree stump in complete awe and wonder. And Kalila? I'm sorry, I was mathing, mathing, mathing. Uh, 12. Alright, so... Clyde, what did you roll? I remember, 17? Correct, I rolled a 17. Clyde is the only one that noticed that the strange fey creatures that had originally been in the tree lines are nowhere to be seen. The cursed swamp is eerily quiet. One of the things you notice is it is nighttime. You know this because you're in the Dark Swamp and you remember this from last time, that the only way into the Dark Swamp is coming in at night. Does anyone want to do anything before we continue? Does the sign say anything new since we brought in the um, piece of holy tree stump? What? What holy tree stump? Well, the, the branch. What? Because don't, don't we still have that? 
The torch? You, the torch no, was left here. here. The torch is sitting on the ground in front of you. Oh, no, okay, sorry. I picked backpack. it up. I'm sorry. You're good. So you want to investigate the stump? Yes, please. All right. Roll a perception. Twelve. Mm, okay. You don't really notice anything from different from the last time. That strange sign's still there. The stump is still there. Understood. I'm going to be curious as to why he was looking at the stump again. And go over and be like, anything new? Not that I've seen, but I figured since we had more insight of what we were to come here to do, that we might have, you know, thought of the area a little bit differently. It sure is an impressive tree stump. Well, I was going to look for the torch, because she's going to remember you can't go through the swamp without the torch. You do see the torch sitting on the ground. Perception check on it, please. Six. What was it? Twenty-six. Twenty-six? Two-six? Two-six. Okay. So, looking at the stump, you noticed that there is no wraps of rags on it. It looks like it is a solid piece of metal that has been meticulously scraped down to look like a torch. As you look closer to where the rag should be, you see small, strange openings about the size of a quill head, like the, the part where you write. And it looks like there are segmented holes throughout. You also notice that at the base of the torch, there's strange wear marks as if it was like used to stab into someone or pushed through something. Well, definitely going to be investigating the torch thoroughly and going, did you guys notice this about the torch last time? And point out the details that she is now noticing. I did not. That's a very good find. Mm, can't say I did, but I am curious about it now. I will show it to Short Round since he has the weird boomstick. <laughs> he needs to be more knowledgeable about weird metal things than I. I will take a look at this uh, interesting new stick. Roll your engineering. Should change it from engineering to fun fungineering. <laughs> Is it like Funimation? I was thinking it was more like uh, fun in ears, like an Imagineer. Exactly. Twenty-six. Wow. All right. Today's going to be one of those days for you guys. Looking in at this deeper, short round, you hold the end to your nose and take a sniff. You smell almost like sulfur. It's a strange smell you've smelt before, usually coming from strange uh, fire throwers that your family had dobbled with for a short time. This one is different because usually you need a cylinder full of some strange gas to make it work. This seems to almost have an unlimited supply. Sorry about that. No, go ahead. And he's just like, oh, this is really fantastic. Find here, you guys. All right, enlighten us. Well, my family dabbled a while back with some flame belcher type things that generally had a large, big cylinder on your back and with a little tube that, that ran to it. And it could shoot fire at long distances or short distances. I don't remember which. But this one has the same smell of on the tip of it like that, so I'm kind of wondering where the ignition button is. Well, my question is, is how did we light it last time? We just used standard flint and steel. Could have been residual gas from it? I don't have an answer. But I can make oh. one up. But metal doesn't burn, and it's metal. 
Well, let's try well, it again and see if we can figure out where it's coming from. Defibrillator's right. gonna take a look at the handle, the the grip piece, to see if there's like a uh, trigger mechanism on it. So roll your engineering, and roll with advantage. Nat twenty. Okay. So be one of those. Mm-hmm. As you sit there and look around, you find that the ignition switch is a small button that is literally inlaid into some of the scratchings. So you literally have to kind of like push your nail into it. As you do so, you hear a and it lights up. One of the things you also notice with this Nat 20 is you look at the scratching and they are all equal parts apart. Like they are all, it looks like it fits into something. It also looks like it would fit almost all the way down to the button itself. Also, with this Nat 20, you would remember that the gas that the flame belchers would use is flammable even without the ignition button. All it takes is a spark because of how flammable this gas is. All right. Defibulous will share this newfound information in awe and wonder with the party. He has glitter in his eyes. I oh, will very accept much so. the information as it has been given since mechanical objects is your expertise. Well, I was going to look at the base of it to get the like idea of the shape of what this might fit into. Like, is it diamond shaped? Is it round shaped? Is it, you know, blah, blah, blah kind of idea. And then go and look at the stump and see if there's anything similar to it. Roll your perception. 18. You find a section, several sections of this stump have small little indentions in it. It looks like it makes a circle. They're all equal parts around, and then there's one in the center. So it looks like all together there are eight spot, eight outer notches, and then one in the center. And they are all the exact same depth. Uh short round. Yes. Come here. He'll hop over there. He will point <laughs> out every little thing of the stump. Ooh. He's gonna take a look at this. Here? It's highly possible. I mean, although that many holes, we only have one stick. Um... Either we have to plug a lot of holes with the same stick repeatedly, or we're missing like an entire tree. Okay. Should Does anyone... Um, can I get a intelligence rolls from everyone? Seventeen. Okay. Nine. Eleven. Defibulus remembers that the old rat kept kept saying that you have to wait until the first rays of light come across the swamp. In junction with that and the knowledge that he has from the what he's found, there's a good chance that there's more to this strange stump than meets the eye. There's also the fact of the swamp disappears during the day. Yep. Oh, guys! The rat guy, the ratty scholar guy was talking about waiting till the first rays of, of light hit, come in here. I uh, think that'll help reveal more of what's going on here. But... Doesn't it disappear when day comes? Well, the swamp does, but I don't know if this does. Well, that Guess is... we'll find out. So we wait till dawn? Doobie-dooby-doo. Do we just go ahead and figure out how this thing fits in there first? Well, if it's 
mechanical, I mean, and we're supposed to wait, it could get stuck inadvertently and cause us problems. Or it could be a twap. A twap? A twap. Twap. It's a twap. It's a twap. Well, so what if there's only a few seconds that those that we have before the swamp disappears and we have to wait an entire day? Wouldn't it be best to try and figure out where it's supposed to fit? There's like ten different places that we could stick this thing in here. Well, that's why I'm kind of wondering if maybe like the, the dawn of light first reaching here, but may point to the correct one. That's a good thought process. Kalila's going to start building the campfire. Alright, so Kalila is setting up camp. The Fibulous is going to examine the tree stump more. Alright. Before we have him roll, Clyde? I'm going to walk the perimeter because we've had enough things attack us here. Alright. Clyde, or not Clyde, the Fibulous. Go ahead and roll Perception. And go ahead and roll that first. Nineteen. Okay, give me a engineering skill. That's an at twenty. <sighs> it's supposed to be a lot more challenging. Screw you guys. <clears throat> hey, the highest roll I've had was a seventeen today. So, Defibulous, as you begin to look at this and study it more intently, you begin to walk around in circles, walking around, staring at it. One of the things you notice is that there are two rings on the inside. And as you mess with them, you notice that they start to move. You remember from books and rumors of strange mechanical devices that would tell people time. As you begin to play with this more, you begin to realize this is set up exactly like a clock. Based on what you remember, your parents used to say that dawn for the gods was 5 a.m. The problem right now is that you don't know which numbers represent what side. Also, can I get an engineering check to see if you understand how a clock works? Like, what's what? Twenty-four. Okay, you remember the long hand, the hand closest to the numbers is known as the minute hand. The short hand was the hour hand. Short hand for a short bolt? Yeah, something like that. So what do you want to do? Hey, guys! Look up from making her campfire. It's a giant clock! Am I able to hear this because I'm walking around? Uh, I'll just say yes, just because it's a small area. Okay. Get up and go and investigate as to what he's talking about. Do I even know what a clock is? You know what a sundial is. What's a clock? It's a more advanced version of a sundial. A lot less sun-dependent. That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Even make them in watches too. It's really nice, but I can't afford one. <laughs> They're kind of expensive. But this thing looks like one giant clock, and the time of the gods was my folks used to say like five a.m. ish. So I'm thinking that's when we need to set the the torch in is at the five five a.m. position. What's the five a.m. position? he will explain all in great detail how clocks work to, to Kalila here. 
Kalilo, roll a wisdom to see if you understand. Nat 20. Holy crap, you understand. Alright, well, so logically, either the direction in which someone believed the gods was, or north, commonly, would be the... The big hand. Yeah, the... Noon? Yeah, that sounds right. Or whatever 12 a.m. would be? Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing 5 a.m. would probably be a likely time when the first rays of the sun come through here. Well, I was going to stop and think about the time of season in this area of the world and see if that lines up with Dawn. Since she's a uh, hunter, I would imagine she has kind of an idea. Roll your intelligence. Five. With, with advantage. Okay, what's what's with advantage? Roll Plus. twice, take one. Uh, roll twice, take the higher. Eleven. You don't know. You have a vague idea, but you don't know. I mean, that sounds right in theory. Clyde, does was your background? Did your parents actually give you a formal education? Um. Enough to get by, like reading, writing, arithmetic, that kind of thing. But not like a, <laughs> not like a, a full noble. We're just like a. You're a, a sub noble. Yeah, we're keepers of a of an area, basically. So you're more of a a duke. Yeah, dukes, duck, uh, duke. I can't remember. Duchess. No, I can't remember like which. There's duke, and then there's one below that. Baron. Earl? I can't remember. We'll just go with... Where's my historians when I need them? I, I don't know. It's like if we only had someone who liked history enough to be obsessed with it or something. I know. It would be really amazing if you had someone like that. Well, fail me. And I play... I, I blame the boys, too. They're not in chat yet. It's five o'clock. I should be here. Right. All right. So... What do you want to do? Like, how do you want to try figuring this out? Anyone have any ideas? Oh, I sorry. believe we're waiting. And, and we're going to take a guess at, I guess, pointing north and assuming we're 5 a.m. All right. Does anyone know which way north is? I can figure that out. All right. Roll your uh, survival. Oh, and to answer your question, it would go uh, Marquise under Duke, then Earl, Viscount, then Baron. All right, so you are a Marquise. A Baron Baronet is the one I was thinking. Not Baroness. Baronet is below. Um, Baron's survival, by the way. Forty-three. Yeah. All right. So, studying the woods, studying grass growth, looking for fungi, looking for algae, looking for all the signs, you figure out where north is. North faces. Uh, so looking at it, it would be, I'm just going to put a mark on the map because it's going to be easier than trying to explain north. Oh my God, a giant N has appeared in the woods. <laughs> All right. So you now know, or at least you now have an idea of where the 12 icon would be at least if you go with the 12 is always north. Yeah, we're going to try 12 is always north. All right. So at least that's what the group consensus is. It's a good place to start. Mm, it's pretty logical to me. All right. I'm going to do this just so you kind of have an idea. Here's your stump. Yeah. I mean, we can see the old yellow stump in the, the where the torch was. And then north is here. Can you see that on the uh, the shape uh, over the fog of war? You're north, yes. No, here. We'll just do this. Can you see that? Uh, yes. Looks All like right. a giant pizza. All right, that's pretty much what you guys are looking at. I would assume the torch goes in the center when it hits the fifth 
circle. The five o'clock marker. That's a pretty logical assumption to me, too. All right. So you're thinking that this... So you're thinking that the mark to the north, so this one, is the 12, correct? Yes. Okay. And you're thinking the fifth hole is five? Okay. Well, I'm assuming if it's a clock that there's 12 holes. Are we wrong? You are wrong. There are... Let me redraw this for you guys so you have a... Because I don't have... I'm, I'm literally doing this with a mouse, and drawing with a mouse is a pain in the butt. It looks like a pizza. It does. Why do you guys got to continually mock me? It kind of looks like a heart-shaped pizza. It does. It loves you. Oh god, the tree stump vanished. Everything vanished. Wrong. I'm blaming the aliens for this one. Okay, so here is the stump. Here is the center torch that you guys already picked up. Does that make more sense? Yes. So this is what you think 12 is. So short round, how about you draw a this clock that you speak of for us? All right, well, this thing is a little different than one, the ones I've used, but short round will use his artistic skill with his engineering and start kind of like doodling a clock in the ground on how it normally looks. Alright. So, because it's a pretty basic design, I'm not going to make you roll. Well, no, I'll make you roll just so if you roll a 1. 18, without any add-on. Then you're good. So, short rounds, drawing, shows instead of circles there are numbers and you guys all know what a clock is so i'm not going to describe a clock i need to know what a clock looks like please it's a thing with things and the things and numbers very scientific i'm impressed (laughs) so what is your guess on where the five should go feel free to draw on the map Short round is going to study the tree stump clock versus a standard clock and see if he can come up with a correlation between the two. Okay, roll your engineering. 26. So logically, if 12 is north, 5 would be right here. But this all hinges on if that is 12. So let's roll a perception check from everyone. Aha, I got a nine. 24. Okay. 21. So one of the things you notice is on the, I'm just doing this so I can, on the east, between north and east, so the northeastern, this part right here, there is a small um, sun. On the opposite side, there's a small moon. All right, I say it goes where the sun goes. That represents dawn. Mm, definitely seems like a pretty logical choice to me. All right. Agreed that we put the torch in the center a hole and it's in dawn, or do we need to put it in that hole? Since you rolled a 20 on this, I'm going to give this one to you. The two circles that are the two, like they're rotating circles that I described as like the minute and the hour hand, they're not, they just sit there. As long as you guys have been standing there, the minute hand would have moved by now. So they are free spinning. Okay. So Defibulus would realize that this is probably more like a lock than a clock. So it, it relies on probably 
sunlight, the torch, and the correct time that you set to unlock it. All right, Defibrius will smack himself on the forehead and just, oh, how did I not see this to begin with? One of Kalila's ears is just gonna like turn to the side, waiting for an explanation. Yeah, he's gonna. Um, I, I'm assuming you said, the, like you said, the arms are free moving. Yep. Defibrius is going to get up and set the clock to the correct time for 5 a.m. And then he goes, when the sun comes up, we put the torch in the middle and it should unlock everything because this is kind of like a a clock and a lock. A clock lock? Slock. There we go. A new a new invention, a slock. Let's write that down. Shh. Engineering talk. Alright, we at least have an idea. I'm going back and finishing my campfire. Alright. So, you have a couple of hours to kill. How are you guys going to do this? Is someone going to be standing by the slock the entire time? Or are you guys going to just just keep aware until you start to see sun? Well, it would be before we start to see sun. I'm going to see if I can climb something so I can get a better vantage point of the sun and keep an eye on the sky, I guess. Okay. Anyone else want to do anything for the last few hours? Uh, oh. Go ahead, Clyde. I was going to say, if she's doing that to keep watch over there and he's focusing on a slock, I'll, I'll keep watch. All right. And, you know, basically... As time slowly creeps by, the torch has been burning this entire time. The mist stays clung to the trees. As the time gets closer, you start to see light shining through the tree line. I think it's dawn. Nephibius will go put the torch in its correct spot. I hear a sound. Yeah, that's a weird sound. There is a loud hiss. A white smoke begins to billow out of the stump. The torch flame goes red, then blue, then white, and then completely goes out. You guys all feel sick to your stomach as the world around you twists and morphs. As you guys have your vision return, you notice that the world around you has lost color. It's not quite black and white, but the trees don't have the same luster, brilliance, life to them. Hugh. Hugh works too. I'm so proud of him. Area around you has lost all its color. As you look at the sky, the sky is a swirl of dark colors. You don't see blues, but you see this like navy blue. The clouds don't look white. They look gray. There are strange bandings of dark colors of gr dark green, dark purple, dark red. Does anyone have knowledge planes? No, I have religion and nature. I'll give it to, uh, let's go knowledge nature then. Yeah, I have knowledge nature as well. Nope. I have rolled a 11. I should say gotten an 11. Nine. Better than me, I got a nine. Alright, you guys have no earthly idea where in the planes you are. Yay! Can I get an awareness check? Perception. Yeah, that. Sixteen. Okay. Seventeen. I rolled a dirty twenty and Hugan 
rolled a seven. You notice that Hugin is not, has climbed onto you. He is refusing to stay on the ground. You notice that you can almost see through the trees. They are, it's almost like looking through a very dirty window. Okay. I have no problem with Hugin being on The air feels thick. It feels hot and cold at the same time. Question. Answer. Are we discolored as well? You are of normal color. Okay. So is that a path-ish to the right of us? Uh, show me what you are talking about. Closer to Hugin. Yes. Okay. Facing that direction and, like, little off into the woods, like, facing-ish here, I'm going to do Detect Evil because it's very weird. That's <laughs> what you do. Area. All right. So, you cast Detect Evil. And it's 60 feet. Yeah. All right. Okay. You feel nothing. Okay. There is no magic in the area that you can pull from. You do remember rumors from paladins you've talked to in the past that there are planes of existence where certain deities' powers do not pierce. I'm going to try and touch a tree since you made mention that we can kind of see through them. I want to see if I can touch it. You can touch it, but it's it's more of the sensation of the tree, but your hand can still go through the mist. It's just more of like pushing your hand through very thick jello. So the tree is not solid like a tree should be. But it kind of is. It's like you have to push on it to get your hand into it, but there's definitely resistance. I'm going to try the ground and see if the ground does the same thing since it's standing on the ground. The ground is normal. What about a rock? Like a big bouldery rock. The rocks don't have give, but they don't feel like a rock. They're still solid enough to where you can climb on it, but they don't feel right. So I can't climb trees. Correct. This is all kind of rather fascinating. I'm going to point that out to the group that the tree don't trust the, the 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 things in front of you. Trees you can put your hand through if you try hard enough. Don't trust the ground you stand on. It seems fine if it's dirt or grass or rock. Past that, I vouch for nothing else. This is all kind of neat. Do we still have the torch with us? Or is the stump and the torch gone too? Where the torch stood, or where the stump and the torch was, there is now a tall tree that reaches up past the canopy and high into the sky. It looks like a weeping willow, except its branches almost create a giant dome over the swamp. I'm I'm absolutely pointing that out to the boys. That's a really tall tree. Is that tree mm -hmm. solid like a regular tree, or is it all weird jelloey trees like the other trees? It is made of a strange metal. Uh, short round. Yes. She's gonna take her claw and just go tink 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 tink. Metal trees? Ooh, I wanna. When you do that, you hear the sound echo off of every tree around you. Yeah, like that as if it's coming from those trees as well. That's scary. I haven't heard. Something. We need to be a lot more quiet. Agreed. It's kind of like when you bang on a pipe, it kind of reverberates through all the pipes. Defibulus is going to come over and examine the tree. As Defibulus looks at the tree, he starts to recognize this as a pipe. It's hollow on the inside. The tree bark itself is just flecks of 
metal that have chipped up over time. Huh, it's like a giant pipe. What's in it then? Well, could be gas in it, I don't know. He's gonna flick, kind of flick it with his finger. It echoes off of it from every tree around you. That thunk, 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 thunk. Kalila's gonna put her ear right up against it, see if she can hear anything of it. It sounds like wind passing through a cave. Just that empty, hollow sound. Not like water? Not like water. Just sounds like air. Heavy. Can we try and take a shaving? I mean, it looks kind of like rust, but the the outer shell looks like kind of rusting for just being here for ages, maybe? So are um, you going to take a piece of it? Um, I'm going to try to with my cloth in hand. Okay. So who's the one doing it, Clyde? Yeah, I'll do it. Alright. Roll your strength. That is... 19. As you pull on this piece of metal, I need you to roll a reflex check. 13. As you pull, the sound of a hiss gets louder and louder. And then you are sent backwards into one of these strange trees. Oh. Sinking into the tree, you are now inside this strange, misty tree. You can almost feel the wind as if it was running through your fingertips, and you can feel nutrients and almost like food coming up from the ground. But it makes you feel sick. Can I try and yank him out of the tree before he's in there too long? As like a reflex check? Uh, strength check. No. What'd you roll? A two. Yeah, that's a no. You... Clyde, would you like go ahead? I was gonna say, do you need some help over there? Yes. Jello is right. thick. <laughs> Alright, so who's pulling and who's a roll the one so I ain't doing anything. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself out. Alright, so Clyde. Does Clyde know how to swim? Clyde does know how to swim. Alright, let's go ahead and use a swim check. Clyde has a 9 for swimming. Wow. I'm going to reassess my grip and try and get him out again. Alright, so Clyde... <laughs> I rolled a 10 as well. He moves a little bit. All right, another round of effort. All right, rolls. Nine. 19. 10. With the Fibulus's help, Clyde's hand is finally pulled through the tree, but the rest of him is still inside. Clyde, you are now sickened. Yay. You are sickened four. Let me get my die out. Do I not have a D4 right here? Yes, I do. You are sickened for three rounds. Still going to yeah. try to pull him out. All right. Roll. Hey, 14 this time. Okay. We got 13. His arm's out. His head's still inside. All right, I'm gonna look at short round on three. Okay. Make another effort. Fifteen. Not twenty. I got a fifteen. With the fibulus's help, he's found a way to basically brace in the ground and pull. Clyde comes out of the tree with this sickening and plops to the ground. He is covered in this strange clear liquid. Kalila would recognize it as tree sap. Except it's sickening. It's a 
it's like putrid. Um, I will immediately put my arm in front of Short Round going, don't touch him, and get some rags out of my bag to start wiping it off with rags so I don't come in contact. Well, what is it? Snap and it probably make you sick. Putrid. Use rags. So it's a sticky situation then? Yes, you could say it is a sticky situation. Hey, Clyde? Yes, sir. I would like... Do you wear a helmet at all? Uh, not currently. Okay. I still would like a, uh, a fortitude save. Let's see if you puke from the smell and from the sickening. Oh, well, <laughs> this will be a whole lot better considering my fort save is plus eight. Yeah. You say that. 30. <laughs> no. Sorry. I got a 13, so it would be 21. You do not puke, but you're starting to feel better. The ground seems to absorb this sap as quick as it drips. After a little while, Clyde starts to feel better. The air still has that warm but cool feeling, and the smell of the tree sap finally disperses. One of the things that seems to strike Clyde's mind is you are no longer on the physical plane, but you're not also in the shadow plane. You are in this strange, almost forgotten plane of existence. The strange sap that engulfed you was a mix of all forms of magic coursing and moving through the trees as if it was its lifeblood. <laughs> Just bleh. Oh, that's a whole lot of bleh. Alright, so the I'm assuming he relays this? Or are you just going for five minutes? Give me like a few moments to recover, and then I will relay all this. This is all sorts of uh, uh, magic. Uh, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, it, it's going, fine. We'll, going we'll through, we're, we're definitely not on a <laughs> regular plane <laughs> any anymore. But we're not quite in the shadow uh, plane. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, if I was smart, I'd be, like, writing down the effects on this on people, but I'm not. I'm gonna go back, now that Clyde's okay, go back and see what happened to that little piece where he pulled the metal off. Is there, like, a hole that we can see through now? Or was that, like, a... There's a hole. Okay. And it is belching out a strange scented mist. It's more like steam, but it's not hot or cold. It's that perfect room temperature. But the steam, the steam itself has a sickeningly, sickeningly sweet smell. It has a sickeningly sweet sweet smell normally. It's just there to lure and trap and eat in the plant world kind of idea. If only we could uh, bottle this. <laughs> Sorry, and use it later. Defibulous is going to think back of any weird gases he's encountered that act that way. <laughs> um, roll your intelligence? 17. You remember your parents talking about a strange green fluid that one of their assistants drank. It was sweet smelling and foul tasting and they were sick for several days after drinking it. guys might not want to stick around that weird gassy steam stuff. Some of my my folks used to talk about it. One of our assistants had drank something that smelled like that. Made him real sick and nauseous for several days and I don't think Clyde could handle any more of that. Oh, smirk and go, I agree. Even plants that do this is typically a bad thing. Hey, hey Clyde. Yeah. You might want to make sure none of that stuff's in your pouches, man. That'd be a real bad thing to stick your hand in it again. Mm. 
Good idea. Thank you. I will. Or your backpack. Wash stuff. Did it get into armor? Well, I mean, it is kind of a fluidy stuff. I mean, it's possible. It was more thick than fluidy, so it would take a lot longer for it to actually get inside the armor. Bags, and it depends on how well he seals his stuff. Alright, so we'll see. Oh, considering it's in a. Most of my stuff is in the bag of holding, that seals completely shut. Yeah, so you're fine. I forgot about the bag of holding. Alright, well, while Clyde recovers, Kalila is going to not move far, just see what's around the bend, but still be within, like, okay. a close visual range. Alright. As Kalila moves forward, we're going to call this episode. Well, me friends, our adventuring party is back in the Cursed Swamp. But this time, they are not on our plane of existence. Clyde has gotten ill with a strange sap that seems to have given him sights. Well, come back next time and let me give you more of the story. But until then, my dear friends, as always, may the Dice Gods bless your every role. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 